Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I don't get it. Podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the I Don't Get It Podcast. What's funny is that Lauren makes fun of me usually for saying, hey, everyone, hi, guys. But oh, she can say it. Hey, guys, is annoying to me. Okay, fine. Hi, everyone. Everyone is listening to us, but not all guys. Guys, guys, guys. Hey, guys, I'm using a 242 brush <laughs> and I'm using it in my contour palette. Like, I'm not doing, hey, guys. Okay. Ha, ha, ha. Very, very funny. Actually, speaking of funny, you're not going to get much here. <laughs> this, today, today's episode is about relationships in working them around your career because today girls have careers just as fiercely as guys do but somehow getting to have a solid relationship in the midst of all this has become even more complicated um i feel like most women still want to try to have a relationship while they're pursuing their career while men are just like no i finish this first and then we'll get together that's because they're bad at multitasking that's so true they are notoriously bad at that isn't that interesting so we're going to talk to ann choquette first and then we have a special guest his name may be our father daddy we are going to talk about the magic three that is how to obtain the boyfriend slash relationship slash husband the apartment slash house wherever you live and the career and we're going to talk about this with the author of the big life and choquette who was part of the team that created Cosmo Girl back in the late 90s and was the editor-in-chief of Seventeen for almost a decade. The tagline for this book, The Big Life, is to embrace the mess, work your side hustle, find a monumental relationship, and become the badass babe you were meant to be. I feel like I'm kind of getting there, but as you guys know, as listeners of the I Don't Get It podcast, I really don't know how to achieve that relationship. It's just, you know, I've been that girl that'll always put um, relationship, family before anything else. Like, I would have moved to Iowa and forgotten about all my broadcast dreams had Crystal's been my soulmate. I would have happily done that. But of course, because that's what you want and love is the thing that you have the least control over, it's not happening. So we're going to talk to Anne about relationships and not just that. But work life and career in a millennial girl's life. Hey, Anne. Hey. Are you a bachelor watcher? You know, to be honest, I have never seen an episode of The Bachelor in my entire life. <laughs> so you probably have no yeah. idea who you're talking to right now. <laughs> um, I am excited to talk to you about The Big Life. I know you ladies have The Big Life. 
Well, okay, so that is my first question to you, actually, is that I do have a big life, and I'm very excited about the trajectory that it's going in right now. It's like, finally, I hit 28, and everything kind of started clicking as far as career, you know, in that Venn diagram where you're supposed to have the career, the apartment, and the relationship. I definitely have the career and the apartment, but where the heck is the relationship? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've heard that exact same thing. Um, as part of the research for The Big Life, I had a series of dinners at my apartment. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, a series. I probably had two dozen dinners over the course of two years. And um, I call them the badass babes dinners because these are the chicks who are rule-breaking, game-changing kinds of chicks, confident, having amazing careers, charging, not up the ladder, but like moving up, moving around, covering a lot of territory, asking for promotions in a way that are different than the woman before her had it and the woman before her, you know, asking for reach projects, raising their hand at work for new assignments. Mm -hmm. They had side hustles. They were starting businesses. And yet so often I would hear women say exactly what you did. I'm 28. I've got a great job. I'm making... I'm making exactly as much money as I think I should be making. When will I find the partner? And they would tell me that there, that like there were all these hurdles, right? Mm-hmm. That they would say they would go on dates and they would say, um, they would start talking about their ambition and the things that get them excited and their dreams for the future. And on the other side of the table, they would see dead eyes, right? The dude had already right. checked out. He was, like, not down for whatever kind of ambition you were going to have. And sometimes he would say, oh, it's great. I want to be with an ambitious woman. This is amazing. And yet when the rubber hits the road and, like, there was real tension of, you know, real almost competitiveness around career, right? That if she started zooming ahead, he would feel like he was in in competition with her and not be down for that. And so That's interesting. it really is a, it's a huge challenge, right? How do you find the guy who, whose eyes light up when you talk about your ambition? That's the big challenge. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You dedicate the book to your husband, Richard, because his eyes light up when you talk about your ambition. Can you talk about how and when you met Richard? You definitely met him later in life. And is and you also speak about the importance of kind of achieving that big life outside the romance department and how you sort of needed to have that locked down amazing career in order to be your best self and meet him at your best self. That's 100% true. Okay. Um, so I didn't meet my husband until I was 35 years old. And... Um, it's true. I was already editor in chief of Seventeen Magazine. Um, the truth is that when I was up to be editor of Seventeen, and it was a big job, I 
almost didn't throw my hat in the ring because I was single and I was dating a lot and I knew I wanted to find a partner very much like what you described to that feeling of like, I've got my, I know where I'm going in my job. I'm making great money. I'm great on my own, but I want to find, I want to find my teammate. And I remember thinking like, wow, maybe I shouldn't go for this big job. And I even said to some friends, like, I'm concerned. And surprisingly, some of them said, yeah, you know, I don't know. You might not really have time to date. Or, yeah, guys really are intimidated by ambitious women. But it was my best girlfriend who pulled me aside and she said, look, what you're doing in dating is not working. You may as well go for the job and then see what happens. Um, so that's what I did. I went for the job. Um, and it was about uh, it was about 10 months after I got the job when I met Richard. And it was the first moment in my life in a year almost that I was able to like feel like I was under control, right? The first year of being editor-in-chief, I felt like my hair was on fire every day. Like I was running around trying to make my mark, trying to remake a magazine, trying to build a team, trying to move ahead, put some points on the board. And it was the first moment that I had some confidence. Okay, I know what I'm doing. I know where we're going. I have a strategy. And I went out for drinks with some girlfriends and just turned to the guy sitting next to me and started talking. And he was this really cute Australian guy. And yeah, <laughs> that helped. But as I was talking about my job and my role, instead of Instead of the dead eyes, he got really interested. That's amazing. That's so interesting. What do you do? How do you do it? And he started to tell me about what he does and how he does it. And it's so, you know, why he moved to the United States and how he changed careers. And that we just clicked. And um, that was, um, it really was a very special moment. But the, but the fact is, I needed to have something of my own, really, before I was ready before I was ready to share it with someone else. You know, it's a very precious few years that you get to make decisions for yourself um, before you have to start making them with somebody else. And I really value those years. Our dad has always told us, you know, you focus on you and your passion and then eventually that the guy's going to come as soon as you're settled in that. As soon as you're not even thinking about it. Right. A hundred percent. You know, the you have to be you want someone who compliments you, right? You want, and not compliments like tells you you look great, but compliments you as in, as in goes with you, right? Like their stuff matches your stuff. And you want to be your most awesome self so you can meet somebody else who is their most awesome self too. If you're starting a relationship from a moment of insecurity or need or um, whatever other kind of drama is happening in your life, it's never going to be rock solid partnership. There's always going to be something nagging that you're feeling um, uh, unequal. So is your husband equally as ambitious as you and successful and busy? Yes. Um, he... He is, um, and you know things got more complicated. We had we met, fell in love, and had a couple of kids, and things got really tricky around um, how do we navigate that. We didn't have that conversation in advance, and I'm always amazed when young women tell me that they're so nervous about what's going to happen when they have children when they haven't even gone on two dates in a row, and 
we didn't even really have the conversation about what would happen after we had kids until after we had kids. And we've just had to figure it out as we go. Um, the one amazing, the amazing thing, we had a conversation here the other night at my dining room table um, at one of my Badass Babes dinners, and the women were talking about maternity leaves that were different, whether you were the primary care giver of your children versus the secondary caregiver. And I thought to myself, I thought, I don't know who's the primary caregiver in our house. Um, and that's the truth. Like, we are equal in every way. When when we were up in the middle of the night with our kids, we would take turns. And, like, we would make sure that you were for, you would for sure know that the ne- whoever's turn it was to get up next, you weren't getting off the hook with that. But that's really been the hallmark. That's been the hallmark of our relationship is – um, equality and partnership. And absolutely there are times he's so phenomenally busy and my things have to take a back seat or have to come second. But there's also been times where my stuff is so crazy, crazy busy and he is happy to be there for me. And so we really do have, um, we are, we are a team. We are a team. So for me, I've always been like that ambitious, studious girl, like always trying, but I've always been the girl that will put family and relationship before career, but I've never exactly had a relationship to put before the career. So I've always felt like, like love is the hardest of those things because that's what's out of your control. You can keep working for your career. That is completely in your control. Um, So how do you, what do you tell girls that are just freaking out, like in their early thirties, late twenties? And they're like, I feel like there's nothing I can do about this. Um, Right. So there's, it's so amazing. You've like just exactly like hit the nail on the head for what is the challenge that is facing young ambitious women. They feel confident to rewrite the rules for success and work on their own terms, right? They have no problem walking into their boss's office and saying like, I want a promotion and I want it to look like this, or I need a raise and it should look like this, or I want to customize my role and this is what I should do. And here's when I'm going to work and how I'm going to work. And they really feel confident about changing the rules of work. They feel less confident that they can have that kind of control in a relationship, that they can get the relationship they want on their own terms. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. For us... Um, one is, is there too many options that guys don't want to settle for, for one person when they could just keep swiping and keep exploring for like the very best out there or so they think. So I had a table of some, what I called the badass dudes dinners, right? I did a couple of those and I asked the guys about that, right? Like when does it become, um, you just are perfectly happy going out all the time and you're never really going to settle down. And they, that is not what they were after. They wanted a monumental relationship too. They wanted love and teamwork and partnership. They, however, um, it hits, they admitted it takes them a while, right? That the, that the dating that they were doing in their early and mid twenties felt like they were putting on a fake 
facade and going on every coffee date and being the person that they thought the other woman wanted them to be and that they weren't being real and they weren't being authentic and maybe because they weren't at a place in their lives where they could feel authentic with themselves. They didn't exactly know who they were, so they thought they would show up to a date a little different every time. I want to tell you one story, though, about those badass dudes dinners that I think is such an, was such an eye-opening revelation to me. Okay, go so, for it. Um, there were a couple of dudes here around my dinner, around my dinner table. And the first one said, what's the biggest problem with dating? And this guy says, oh, girls are just way too into me too fast. And the other guy <laughs> oh says, my gosh, yeah, this is great. <laughs> yeah, this other guy says, me too. They're, they put me on a pedestal. They think I'm perfect. Now, was this guy super hot and put together? <laughs> these were great looking guys who had great jobs and they were here in New York City surrounded by amazing women. But I don't believe for one second that they had women fawning all over them, putting them on a pedestal way into them too fast, worshiping them without some kind of encouragement that, right. for, you know, that they weren't saying to these women, this is how I think this is that we're in this together. Yeah. Be into me. And so I was like, I, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> one of the women at the table said, you know, when I was younger and I wasn't that confident in dating, I would just show up and do whatever the dude wanted to do. Like I would say, yeah, sure. I'll go to your thing. And it occurred to me, like he thinks you're being adoring and you think you're being accommodating. And so it really does, it really points to this a huge gulf of misunderstanding between men and women in dating that like everybody's motives get confused and wires get crossed. It was a big eye-opening experience for me. So what they would rather have from a woman is like defiance if they don't want to be accommodating? Is that what he's they saying? Want, <laughs> they want to, they, they actually were asking for women to say like, hey, come do my thing. Oh, okay. Science, but to say, like, let's do it on my terms. Show me what you're into. And it was, I thought it was, it, not that you need more encouragement to be into what you're into, mm-hmm. but it's nice to know that a guy wants to see your real personality and doesn't just want you to, like, to take the easy way out, to say, like, sure, whatever you want, right? He wants to see what you're into and do your thing. And he wants a woman who's, who's got her own stuff going on. I find that the uh, playing hard to get roles have kind of switched. Girls sort of like it when they show interest and they have to chase. And guys still don't want to be chased. But then again, they're not doing as much chasing as they used to do. Often because millennial girls are pretty turned off by a guy seriously pursuing them. You know, maybe... I think I hear more often that there's um, that you just can't get it going, right? That like it's like totally you really quickly know yes. whether or not it's going to happen, and you just can't even get to the point where you, everybody's so busy or you've got each other stringing mm-hmm. along, and like to even get a little bit of tension and something brewing is like too hard to do. That's, I, I, would, I would agree with That's that. I would agree with that completely sure. because like getting to the point where you're going on like your fourth date, like guys would never, I mean, 
not never, but it's hard to get to that point. Yeah, for me, it's been like every time I feel some sort of spark, which is very, very rarely, I'm like, oh my God, we've got to hang on to this. We've got to hang on to this. And then I feel like I get overbearing and then that turns them off. But because I so rarely feel that magic. Well, you got to wait for the magic, but I am not a believer that the magic happens right away all the time. Yeah, this is interesting. Uh, we've had a podcast on this. I think I think we all have a lot of walls that go up really fast, and it's hard to get past those walls. He's got walls, you've got walls, everybody's got their weird stuff going on, and it's really hard to like to see around the corners and look over the walls and see what the real person is. And I think sometimes it takes a minute. I mean, you don't want to suffer through endless dates that are like every bad date, every bad date. This is going nowhere. Why am I doing this? I really should be home, like watching The Bachelor and drinking wine. Mm-hmm. But the the um, you know, I think that it takes a minute. I think that sometimes we're a little too quick to say like, okay, it's not happening. And it doesn't have to feel like a formal date every time, but it would be great to like give something a little space to grow i totally tried that recently (laughs) the guy was really great on paper we did a whole podcast about it i gave him four dates which was probably one too many and it just it wasn't gonna happen i was like why am i doing why am i saying yes again but i mean yes i was trying and i think i gave myself props for trying to get to know somebody i called the itch right the itch is that feeling when you're dating a guy who's perfectly fine but he's like you can't you find yourself wishing he were like taller or smarter or hotter or less hot or um you know more into where his coffee beans are grown or less into meditation or whatever it is like whatever it is that's bugging him bugging you about him it's getting on your nerves and that itch is a sign that it's time to go and you get the itch in your career too right like you know when your job is driving you nuts and it's the little things that are just like itchy and it's uncomfortable and it's time to go and move on um that that is a great way of putting it it's not the spark it's the itch (laughs) (laughs) that is good really hard to get in the middle of that right like you you want to be a good friend and just be supportive of her and she will sort it out on her own if it's the right thing or not the right thing. Because if you say, guy's a dud, he's a drag, mm-hmm. down, she's not going to listen. She's not going to say, oh, yeah, he really is. She's going to say, you're a drag, you're a dud, you're the one who's bringing me down. So you, the, the best thing you can do is be supportive of your sister. Yeah. All right, Anne, that was so great. We have so many more questions that we had (laughs) written out for you, but I know that you don't have enough time, so we're going to have to have you come back sometime soon. I would love it. You guys were fantastic. You guys are the epitome of the big life. Oh, thank you. Thank you. you. Last little comment. Did you have anything to do with NSYNC and the Bulldogs on the cover of Cosmo Girl? Because that will just live (laughs) with me forever. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I can't believe you remember that cover. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's not still on my wall. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That was, like, the best cover ever. I cannot say that I actually had anything to to do with creating that cover, but I was there at Cosmo Girl making that magazine writing the stories in that issue probably the ones that were like teaching you how to like kiss or make out with guys or have relationships or how to deal with your best friends so i'm so happy to know that we've had such a long relationship together 
Oh my gosh, I loved Cosmo Girl because it was a little bit dirtier than Seventeen. So, I mean, Seventeen is great. I know you worked at Seventeen, but I remember being a 12-year-old and being like, oh, there's like kissing in this magazine. <laughs> oh, that's a good cover. I'm going to look, I'm going to find it. I, I have one in my archives. I'm going to find it all right. Well, thank you so much. That was a blast. Thank we'll you. talk to you soon. Lauren, I know, doesn't think that you can live the big life if you're wearing glasses. This is her personal preference. I think glasses are very attractive. But no, Lauren, they're hiding your best feature. Everyone looks into your eyes. She's very pro contacts. And I have discovered Hubble Contacts, which is the best place to buy quality daily lenses for half the price of the other guys. I love this thing. So... What if I told you you can get a fresh pair of lenses for every single day for less? That's 60 contact lenses for $30. You do the math. That's $8 a day. Crazy. This is half the price of the other brands. So go to HubbleContacts.com to get your first two weeks for free. Hubble sells directly to you so they can offer contacts for half the price. The reason that contacts are expensive is because four companies control 97% of the market until now. Hubble Contacts stops the overpaying, stops that overwearing because if you're like me, you kind of wear them a zillion billion times because you don't want to spend the money on a new pack. Well, you don't have to do that anymore because Hubble is convenient and affordable and they've been recommended and they've been featured in Vogue, GQ, TechCrunch, and Mashable. I'd say those pretty reliable sources. This is a great company. They are easy on the eyes and the wallet. You go to HubbleContacts.com to get your first two weeks of lenses for free. That's 15 pairs of lenses for free. You really can't beat this deal. Hubble is offering my listeners two weeks of free contacts. So go to Hubble.com and get... 2020 vision for half the price. That's Hubble, H-U-B-B-L-E, contacts.com. We are now joined by another special guest. I would have to say far more special. I'd have to say far more special, too. Sorry, Anne. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Anne. Um, this is Daddy Iconetti! Yay! 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 All right, Dad, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi. Hey. I could... I can introduce myself as Jay Iconetti, or I can introduce myself as the father of Ashley and Lauren Iconetti. Yeah. Probably better for the former than the latter. Well, Dad, you don't know this, but we just spoke to Anne Choquette. She was one of the founders of Cosmo Girl Magazine, and she was also the editor-in-chief of Seventeen Magazine for over seven years. So she's an expert on girl power and girls in careers, relationships, style, fashion, all that stuff. So she just wrote a book about just how to get the big life. The big life is what she calls basically a full rounded life where you get the relationship, the job, Children. the family, everything you want. You get the creative and like dream job that you ever imagined. Do you have any advice for um, modern millennial girls on that topic? In in my experience, there's a different work ethic between millennials and generations before. There's much more focus on the quote-unquote balancing of your life between your personal life and your work. And um, because of that, I personally don't think that you're as effective in the jobs that you take and that you do because you want more of a balance. People tend to do best when they focus in on one thing rather than 
diversifying. Um, however, you know, being in the position that I was in the profession that I'm in, uh, I missed out on a lot of things that millennials wouldn't miss out on. I missed out. I missed out on you guys growing up. I was working all the time or I was trying to get to the position that I am now. And, you know, you do, you, you regret the fact that you didn't spend more time with your family, but your focus was on work and providing for your family and getting them the, in a position to do well and be comfortable. Well, that's what Anne was basically saying. She was saying you should focus as hard as you can on your career. And then when you are done, the right man will come along. I agree with you 100%. But that, that that's shifting the focus away from work-life balance and focusing more on establishing yourself first and then finding somebody who appreciates that. Well, I was going to say, up. then what about guys who just want to put their career first and they like have zero intention on settling down until they're 40? So guys are more... They were more set on the traditional. I'm gonna. I like this girl. I'm gonna settle down at a certain age, while the trajectory of their career path. Whereas now, that's not something that they no. think about, Dad. These until days, their career until is, their career is set. Right. Yeah. Well, then that's where that's essentially where the split is. I mean, back in the day, it was like I felt I could do both at the same time. I mean, I didn't. I, I had my career path, but that didn't prevent me from being able to develop a relationship at the same time. As a matter of fact, that's one of the beauties and the joys of sharing your life with somebody is that when it comes to developing a career and developing relationships, if the two of you are doing it together, it makes for a better match in a better relationship than I'm going to do my thing now mm-hmm. and I'm, you're going to do your thing now and then we're all done we'll get together and everything's going to be okay yeah it's it's the whole process of doing those things together that makes a relationship yeah that's I, think, I like I, that. I like that too and that doesn't make you stronger that's like it makes stronger. a relationship strong and it yeah. makes you grow together Correct. and not be two completely separate individuals absolutely that's super well, true. Well, you're always going to be separate individuals. I mean, there's no getting around that. But it's the shared experience so that makes the relationship yeah. what it is. That is interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Well, why do you think, Dad, that today people are putting like career solidarity before relationship solidarity? For the most part, of course, there are people that are together, but I'm just saying that there's a trend in that direction, especially in major cities. I can try to get profound about this and look at it from a historical perspective and say that... um, This is a podcast. It's all about opinion. Okay. About society, societies in general, cultures in general, look at the Romans, look at the Greeks. They progress to the point where the individual becomes more important than the group the group as a whole and each successive generation tries to make their children better than they are and by doing that they tend to coddle which is why support. we have helicopter parents yes as time goes on they get more and more helicopterish if you want to put it that way okay and the children, therefore, get more and more and more self-centered than the previous generation. So you get to the point where it's all about me first. 
And then after I establish what I am, then we can talk about getting together. Um, I don't know that that's a healthy thing. It's obviously a natural progression because I think it's been happening over over history. Again, Romans, Greeks, you know, so on and so forth. They all get to the point where they fail. They fail as a society because it becomes about the individual rather than the group as a whole. Now, so we're going to die out because, uh, because well, all our eggs are going to get crusty. If you think about it, I mean, we've been America for 250 years. And if you look back on all those societies in history, we're getting to the point where you start to fail. Hmm. Now, that's a doomsday kind of... It's a very interesting theory. It's a very though. doomsday kind of view of the world. But um, we, start to, we tend to get fat and happy. And we bring up our kids who expect to get fat and happy. And in the long run, it's not good for the society as a whole. Now, you know me, like anything else, you can take things to an extreme. Being an individual, pursuing what you want, to get what you want is very important. But when it starts to get to the point where it destroys people's relationships with one another it becomes a problem. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. So, Daddy, you think that relationships and careers can grow together at the same time. So, did this happen in your experience with mom? And can you tell the how you met meet cute the meet cute story with mom first? What you just said is exactly what happened with you and my mom. We you and my mom. Get, <laughs> did I say my mom? Yeah. 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 Okay, that's well, that's a Freudian yeah. <laughs> Um. We grew together. I mean, we did this together. All right. I don't know you guys, but I don't think I could have the big life without clear skin. I know I wasn't confident until my skin got clear, and I found this awesome product called BioClarity. It is a totally new, powerful system that's proven to work, and it's worked on me. It's a totally new, powerful system proven to work. It is clinically proven to clear up acne blemishes and help maintain clear, confident skin without the harsh side effects of other treatments. Because I don't know if you're like me, but too much benzoyl peroxide, that makes me flake. It makes me red. It makes me not even be able to make expressions because my skin is so dry. So this stuff, BioClarity, minimizes your pores, fights acne, reduces redness, soothes skin, and it's cruelty-free and vegan for all you animal lovers like me out there. But it doesn't have benzoyl peroxide, so you feel super comfortable. Your skin feels comfortable while using it. So go to BioClarity.com. My listeners will get their first month for only $9.95. That is $9.95 plus free shipping. That is a $20 savings, and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. But you need to enter my code, and that code is GETIT, G-E-T-I-T. That's BioClarity.com, and enter my code G-E-T-I-T. Don't wait. Go to BioClarity.com today. So let's start with the meet cute first. Tell everybody how you met and then how you grew together. Okay. 
So I was a bartender at the time. And uh, obviously, as a bartender, you work nights. I used to go into work at 7 o'clock. I used to work to 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, which meant that I'd get home, I'd go to sleep, and I wouldn't wake up until noontime. And there was really nothing for me to do between the time that I got up and the time that I was going to go to work later that night. It's 6 or 7 o'clock. So I went to um, the local mall. I don't know. I was shopping. I can't even remember what I was shopping for, but it was something in the men's department. And in this particular mall, the cosmetic department was adjacent to the men's department. And I was looking for whatever pants or suit or whatever it was that I was looking at. And there was this woman behind the Revlon counter adjacent to it. Because Revlon used to be in department stores back then. (laughs) Mm, You know about that better than I do. And there was this goddess <laughs> there behind the counter. And, I mean, she was just absolutely breathtaking. You know, I, it's something that gets burnt into your memory. And it's like, well, now how in God's name would I ever be <laughs> able to meet this woman? Okay. And actually, I thought she was much older than me. She probably doesn't appreciate that. Um, Why would you think that? She looked like she was more mature at the time than she realized. I mean, when I saw her, she was 19. I thought she was like 25, 26 years old at the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out, how am I going to meet this woman? Should I go up to the counter and say, I want to buy something for my mother? I want to buy something for my girlfriend? I mean, there's just no way to do that. Definitely not girlfriend. So, but I was so struck by her that every day, you know, I go, <laughs> to, work. To, go to the mall every yeah, day. Yeah, I go to work at night and, uh, <laughs> You know, get up in the morning and say, hey, maybe I'll go to the mall today and take a look and see <laughs> look. what I can do and blah, blah, blah. Long story short, always wanted to get to meet her, never could. Did she see you creeping around the, the store? No, you'd have to ask that, but probably not. She because I, I really wasn't, I wasn't stalking her, I, you know, I, by any means. So one day I was out at uh, another local bar on one of my days off with a friend of mine. We were sitting at the bar. It was a busy Friday night. And guess who walked through the door? It was it, it was your your mom, and uh, it was so crowded. We were sitting at the bar; it was so crowded that you know you could hardly get by the bar in, in order to get to an area where you had some you know freedom or, or or space. And I said, "Well, this is my opportunity." And she went by me, and I turned around and I said, "I've been watching you." <laughs> 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 I would have and, thought, you know, oh, he's been watching me in the bar. Not yeah, only is that no, the freakiest no, no, thing no. anybody could ever say, but no, hopefully or, he's just or watching I might me in the even bar. Be saying I've been watching you for months or something yeah. like that. And she was with a friend of Were hers. Were you drunk? Not, no, not that I remember. No, absolutely. I, not at the time, I was not. Later in the evening. Later in the evening, I was, and I'll talk about that. But um, she was with a friend, and her friend kind of hit her on the side when I said that, and I said to her later for this guy, and they just said, "Oh, that's very nice," and they just walked that's away. Very nice. <laughs> I could just see mom's expression with like her lady. I know her lady. <laughs> so obviously, realizing that I made a fool out of myself, I, after a short period of time, went over and I apologized to her and explained to her what I was really meaning when I said I was watching her, and. Thank God, for whatever reason, she gave me a second chance, and she and I stood up. Was she drunk? Uh, We got, but we both got drunk at that time. She was drinking rosé, 
And so I decided I would drink rosé with her, and she could put him away. And I left there. I was I was toast. But the legal dur- drinking age was eighteen at this point. So yeah, but Adam was well beyond that. I was. I'm just I'm just telling everybody. Yeah. So we made arrangements to meet the next day at a uh, restaurant. Wasn't mom with another guy. She went there to see another guy. Run into and him. And actually, casually? I got to tell you, he was a really, he was like a, he was like a hunky guy. Gaston he was a Gascon. Like? He yeah. was a Gascon. Yeah, that's a very good <laughs> explanation for his. I Gaston always imagined kind of him as a Gascon. Me too. Well, and me too. well, that, that's a really very good uh, point. And so it surprised me that she spent the evening talking to me rather than talking to this guy. Do you remember anything he talked about? We talked. We actually talked a lot about our parents. That's so interesting. Yeah, the the thing that 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 she said was that I remember is that her parents loved one of those so much and had the best relationship that she could possibly think of. That they were very very close. That they were close. That they're kind of had like a Nancy Reagan, Nancy and Ronald Reagan relationship. Yes. Yeah. That's a that's an accurate description. Scientifically, I think I've mentioned this in a podcast, but there is there is a um. A type of marriage that they are so close that they neglect the children sometimes. Well, and that they don't, the children don't get the nurturing that most married, happily married couples. You'll have to get, get your mom on the podcast to discuss that. Uh, my sense is that that was the kind of relationship that, that they had. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never yeah. thought of it in that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, she was looking to eventually have that kind of relationship with somebody. That's what stand that, that is the one thing that we spoke about that stands out. After that time, we spent each day together for the next year. We never missed a day together until one time that she decided that she was going to go down and visit her parents who had moved to Florida. Uh, and that was the first time that we were apart for, for a year. And to consolidate it all and make a long story short... You know, we ended up getting married. I ended up getting into medical school eventually after quite some time. It was probably five years after we met that I eventually got into medical school after going back to a lot of school, doing a lot of work. And your mom supported me the whole way, especially during medical school. She worked while I was in, while I was in school and ha- partway through medical school. I worked, I worked also during that period of time, but she made the brunt of the, the money. Mom, look Yay, at that. Oh, she, if it weren't for your mom there. supporting me, I wouldn't be where I am. Relationships are different nowadays than they were back then. Your mom and I built something together, whereas people tend to build things separately now and then come together. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's a good relation, you know, way to, to have a relationship. All right. So thank you guys for joining us for the most serious I Don't Get a Podcast so far. We appreciate all your feedback and make sure to subscribe on iTunes so it immediately comes into your iTunes library each Tuesday when a new episode is released. We appreciate we appreciate and love you guys. Love you. Hope I thank didn't you. bore you. Bye. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.